Welcome to another episode of Northside Now. This is the podcast where we take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. My name is Patrick, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Glenn Miller and Kevin Bryant. Hello. Howdy, fellers. Hola. I'm a been a coughing my way into the building today because of all that wildfire smoke. Oh yeah, Coming I saw it all the way from Canada. From Canada, I saw it from space. Our uh, neighbors to the north, America's hat is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad up around. Flipped it, New York, and so to DC speak. and stuff. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, I did read that. There's uh, like a hundred million Americans that are on like whatever the air quality alert thing, and it's affecting air travel and all kinds of. It's stuff. It's a smoke so, warning. You know, yeah. we have tornado warnings. It's now a smoke. Smoke warning. Smoke warning. <laughs> Don't be smoking out there. Come on, so, Canada. Get yeah, it together. Do better. Do better, <laughs> Canada. So, yeah. What else is going on with y'all besides, uh, you know, smoke? Well, I haven't been smoking, yeah. if that's the question. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I wouldn't even... Yeah. <laughs> it's summertime. We do not advocate smoking It is on this summertime. <laughs> it has gotten hot. Pretty quickly, yeah. Seemed like it was seasonable yeah. for a while, but that's over. Which I'm glad that we've got a couple of air conditioners replaced at the church now. Yeah, they have the crane out. Yeah, yeah. And I heard, uh, you know, we don't need to set them all very low because we'll freeze people out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, evidently, these are supposed to be some super duper yeah. air conditioners, and they didn't drop it through the ceiling of the sanctuary, which is a plus. It's always because, good when that happens. <laughs> you know, when you're holding a 15 ton unit over the, with a crane, it's like <laughs> it's a bad claw game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that claw. What are they calling? from uh, Toy, Story. Toy Story. Yeah. The Claw. The Claw. He's choosing you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much what's going on. Kind of still on the uh, musical decompression. Decompression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids did a great job. Everybody is good stuff. So, yeah. Lots of pool stuff. Although, you know, I'm hearing about lifeguard shortages. Yeah. They just can't swim as fast. They have shorter arms and legs. Yeah. No, the lifeguards are shorter than they used to be. <laughs> they, they, don't, they can't work in the deep end anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when they say, you know, like three feet, five feet, whatever, it's like that's the height requirement to. <laughs> so well, the 12 foot, you have to be 12 feet tall. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up because um, researchers in California, at California State University's Long Beach, have done a ton of research at their shark lab saying that sharks and humans can share the ocean peacefully i Hmm. i don't agree (laughs) what i want to know only because i will never live peacefully with the sharks i will (laughs) i am at war with the sharks. what i want to know is when you apply for that grant do you actually keep a straight face or do you smile while you're doing it (laughs) come on now do we need to spend money on that it's definitely a regional issue (laughs) yeah i just <laughs> Do so. we have sharks in the uh, Tennessee River or the Mississippi River? I think they're River? in Beach Lake. Are they? There Are they was what a couple of years ago. There was a bull shark that came up somewhere up the river. <laughs> I don't know, but anyways, the river monster. Yeah, I guess that's why you know you don't have to keep people safe from sharks anymore. Yeah. So why why be a lifeguard? It's amazing that people Wait, don't want to sit out. The liability the is too high. Is, I was going to say, is this why people don't want to be lifeguards? Is because of the sharks? There's that, sharks in the pools. They, they just haven't gotten the, the news yet. <laughs> or it could just be the Jets. The Jets. Yeah. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, it was a little rough on them. So. Well, anyways, it's summertime, and we are, um, we're glad to be inside in the air conditioning. Very 
We have Olivia Abernathy with us today, and Patrick and I got to attend with Pastor Gary and some others, the Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, Mm -hmm. and y'all probably heard us mention this. She did one of the best, most awesome prayers on unity that I probably have ever heard. Yeah, it wasn't a competition, but (laughs) if it had been, she would have won the best prayer. Yeah, so... (laughs) I reached out to Olivia and said, we have no idea who you are, but we loved your prayer, and can we chat? Will you come talk about unity and just some more of that kind of stuff? And she's a young young woman and just really active in our community in so many ways. And so um, I just would love to have had her in and sit down and share her thoughts with us. And she agreed. And so she's here with us today. So I'm excited to have her here. So we might as well let her on in. All right, we're here this morning or afternoon or whenever you're listening to it. We're here whenever you're listening to it. Oh my goodness. We're here with Olivia. (laughs) Off to a good start. We're here with Olivia Abernathy. Welcome to the podcast room, Olivia. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. What do you think about the decorations in here? Isn't this just the best it's room a, you've ever been it's in? It's a beautiful orange color. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you came in before uh, Better Homes and Garden in Southern Living come next week, yes. and they're going to do a story. So you, oh, okay. you might get really famous because of that. That's so, great. It, yeah, it's great in here. Decorating tips. Yeah, we try to get everybody's feedback on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're looking for ways to improve. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard to do, but we're going to try. Hey, Patrick and I went to the Mayor's Prayer Breakfast this year, along with Pastor Gary and some other people from the church, and we heard an amazing prayer from one Miss is <laughs> Olivia Abernathy. And so uh, we are so thankful that you're here with yeah. us. Now, you are, mm-hmm. I had to read this because this is long, the Senior Director <laughs> of the Office of Childhood Services for the United Way here in Madison That's County. Right. That's right. And you are also on the County Commission. That's right. And One of 25. So, mm-hmm. well, congratulations on that. You've only done that since August, right? That's right. I was elected in August. Well, I guess sworn in in September. So, okay. since September. And she used to live across the street from the church on a, some other street over there across from the church. That's and, right, uh, off Farmington. Farmington, yeah. So she was really amazed how far back the church goes. Yeah, it's very it, large campus. Yeah. It's yeah. bigger than you think when you see it from the street. You it know? is. Yeah, it's, it's long. Huge. Yeah. So welcome. We're glad that you're Thank here. Thank you. And so the prayer you did was on unity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I suppose they ask you that because of the United Way and just kind of the way that you intermingle with people mm-hmm. across the community. But why was that topic specifically important to you? Yeah, I think Thomas, Thomas Varghese, mm-hmm. um asked me to do that prayer specifically. I think there's a number of ways that I kind of always end up right in the middle <laughs> of a bunch <laughs> of different groups of people. <laughs> On the commission, I'm the only independent. Um, mm-hmm. And so kind of sitting in between some really strong strong political divisions, sitting in between some strong racial divisions on the commission. And then just in the work that we do with public schools and the work we do in the community, it really puts us in the position to be a bridge between groups of people. And that's really powerful to me. Uh, It's not always fun, but um, it is really (laughs) powerful to me. And I think throughout my campaign, I realized how weighty that conversation is Mm. when you're sitting in 
sitting in a room full of politicians and community leaders. Sure. Like, I don't want that to be something that is surface level, you know, kumbaya, let's mm-hmm. all hold hands for a minute, but really to recognize what that actually means um, and what that would require of us if we really were to live in unity as a people of God. You know, because they say the most segregated hour of any week is on Sunday morning uh-huh. during the church time. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you hear all of these little quips and quotes and stats and things mm-hmm. like that. But there really has been for the last few years, especially a real strong sense of disunity yeah. across our nation, yeah. even in our own community. Mm-hmm. So what types of things are United Way doing? So the Office of Childhood Success is a new department, and we really formed that because we were getting into so many programs around education, around childhood, because we saw gaps in the community in that way. And so we have a new tutoring program called Tutor U um, that I'm working really hard to get off the ground, but that is a partnership with Jackson-Madison County School System to go in and offer high dosage, low ratio tutoring um, for reading. So um, if you followed the third grade retention law in Tennessee, and you, it's one of those things where there's a lot of weight to third grade reading right now. So we're going in and providing some really structured and high dosage tutoring to those kids this summer and in the fall and spring. And we also have our read team that sends volunteers into the school to work on reading skills in the second grade. We also have work around childcare and preschool. I'm really trying to hit all of the different milestones that make for opportunity and success in a child's life. Yeah. You know, we participated in team read or we call it read team now, right? For years, it kind of went even when it started here in Jackson. Mm-hmm. So our church is familiar with that. That's great. And actually, I did that the first year we did it too. And that was really cool. Yeah. You know, one of the things I learned about second graders at Isaac Lane, they're really into wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> like Raw and Monday Night Wrestling. Yeah. They were all about Really? That. Interesting. Yeah. The girls and the guys. Mm-hmm. It was really funny because, <laughs> you know, afterward, you tend to always kind of finish yeah. a little bit ahead of time. So you're just kind of chatting with these kids and there's several of them around and one starts talking about wrestling and it, it just it snowballs from that point on. Oh, that's funny. I hear a lot about basketball but I haven't heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that might have been a phase a few years ago and it's kind of faded through mm-hmm. but that's but fantastic. I was loving that. Bunch of second graders you know talking about their favorite wrestler yeah. and they knew more about them than it's like they'd studied them. Yeah. It was really funny. So That's fun. And I have a daughter that teaches third grade at Selma Barker. Oh, okay. She teaches math. Yeah, yeah, the, the reading stuff has just been a big piece of that whole Absolutely. Team and and math is so. just as important, but this new legislation and all of that stuff kind of um, has brought that to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And you had to know how to read to do math, to read oh, the instructions yeah. and all that. So yeah. it's all kind of wrapped up together. We also have our Mentor You program where we go into North Parkway Middle School mm-hmm. and partner with all of the colleges in town. And they do um, weekly visits to all of the colleges. And there's kind of a mentorship component of oh, that. that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then we have our Extraordinary Shape which was also really cool. They need volunteers and maybe I'll send information for yeah. next year, but it's a contest at JCM Middle School where they are graded on their professional skills, communication skills. They have interviews, they do handshakes. It's a really cool competition. Yeah. Sitting in the seat you sit in or the seats really, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, would, I was unaware you were an independent. I find that interesting. You do? Yeah. It, yeah. Interesting how? Uh, you are the one and only in that you are in the middle of, uh-huh. you're kind of like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, y'all get along. Yeah. Please. So, is that true? The statement I made earlier is there is there a true sense of disunity, or is that just some stuff that we're really swallowing from media? Oh, I think media? there absolutely is. I mean, I, I think it's both. I think the national news media contributes to the division because it tells us lies about each other that we believe before we are willing to have conversations with them. And the first meeting that we had for the county commission after I got sworn in 
was horrible. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fireworks, a lot of name calling, a lot of screaming at each other. Mm. And it was devastating. Like I knew it was kind of like that, which is one of the reasons I did feel called to do that. But it was worse than I thought. Mm-hmm. And we've made progress. I think it's taken some new blood, but also just a lot of conversations and forcing people to talk to each other and work across the aisle. Yeah. So did you always want to do no, politics no, or, <laughs> no. or nonprofit? So what did you, no. growing up as a little, a little Olivia, what, yeah. what were you interested in then? I was always interested in people. You know, I think I dabbled in wanting to be a teacher, wanting to be a social worker, wanting to do these things, mostly just because I was drawn to people work. Mm-hmm. And then I went to school for social work and did my master's in social work. I actually did seminary for three years part-time. So I call myself a seminary dropout now. <laughs> I might go back later, but I have a certificate in um, biblical contextual leadership from Pillar Seminary. So I, you know, I've done ministry on the side. I've done mm-hmm. volunteer your work. I've stayed home with my kids. I've kind of done something different every phase of life. The county commission thing came from I went for a vacant spot on the school board in 2020 because mm. my kids are in public school. I recognize the importance of public school. And the person who was resigning was a mom of young kids in the public school system. And I thought, well, I, you know, I'm interested in that. I could just do this appointment for a little bit of time um, and kind of see what it's like. And through that process, you have to turn your resume in, you interview with the county commission and the county commission ultimately appoints that position. And so through those interviews and through that process, I was like, oh, this might be where some new blood is needed, or this might be where I could have an influence. And so I ran last year and I, you know, I hate thinking that I am a politician because I'm not, (laughs) and it's not that I am doing it because I particularly like that, but it does feel like, it feels like a calling, even though I kind of hate that word sometimes, but it really does feel like a ministry. Yeah, that word starts getting a little bit overused. It does, as yeah. Well. Yeah. What local church do you? Mm-hmm. Do, I'm you, at All you, Saints Anglican Church. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I noticed y'all have a extensive building project going on over That's there. That's right. Noticed we that do. yesterday. We uh, do. Was yeah. at USJ doing some stuff, and then came back through there, and somebody was with me and goes, "What in the world are they doing?" And I hadn't been over there in a while, so you really can see it now. Though. Yeah, it's getting really close. I think at, by the end of summer, we're hoping to be in there. Cool. Yeah. So what did you end up adding on? So the the Anglican community has a lot of different words for things. So instead of sanctuary, it's called a nave, Mm -hmm. um, but it's a new nave. And so it's a new sanctuary. Um, So we're still have the old building for offices and administration and things like that, but that will be a new sanctuary. We know a little bit something about Anglicans around here. Do you? (laughs) Yeah. We used to be United Methodist Church. Okay. And so that's from John Wesley. That's right. He was an Anglican priest. That's right. My granddad was... A Methodist minister his whole life. Okay. From the time he was 17 until he passed. So, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the Methodist church yeah. as well. Yeah. My dad's a UM preacher. Okay. He's retired now. And so, I've been around it my whole life too. And that's an interesting story for another day. But, yeah. Okay. Well, good. Is it Friar Brian? Father West. Father West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm also new to the Anglican world. We were at a church that closed down and we've been there for about two years. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Mm hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about 
what exactly you do on your daily job. Yeah. So, I mean, what does your daily life look like? Are you, are you walking in and out of schools? Are you just sitting in a lot of meetings with nonprofits and mm-hmm. trying to help that way? So what is your daily? So many meetings. <laughs> so for a bunch of different things. Um, so this week we're getting 60 tutors hired and trained and ready to go into the summer camps next week. So I'm also inventorying a bunch of computers that they'll be using and kind of the nitty gritty of getting all of those things in place. On a normal week, it's a lot of meetings, principals, meeting with Mm -hmm. community leaders, meeting with different nonprofits. Really, United Way exists to be a convening body. So we don't want to do any work that other nonprofits are doing because we want to support that work. So the only programs that we get into are ones that we feel like are mobilizing and convening resources or are programs that are filling a gap that don't currently exist. And so a lot of it is just how can we help you? How can we support you? What work are you doing that we can fuel gas on? Mm -hmm. We have a grant writer on staff who helps to write grants for community nonprofits. Um, so yeah, a lot of different things every day. I like that my days look different every day. I don't yeah. know if I could do it if it was the same thing every day, but I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So do you find the school systems pretty receptive to everything y'all are trying to do? Yes, for the most part. It's not their normal to have a nonprofit come in and provide different services to the students. So it's taken a little bit of warming up to that. But I think now they've seen that really we're just there to support them and, and there to help that work. The work that the public school, um, if your daughter's a teacher, she knows so much of a child's life happens outside of school, but mm. yet we blame the public school system for everything. <laughs> and so it really does take a whole village to address the needs of children. It cannot just be the teachers and the public school administrators that are responsible. Yeah. What holes are in the nonprofit world? What services are needed in the Madison County area right now that we really are kind of you don't know, have, yeah, don't have, or just a little weak on? Mm-hmm. We have so many good nonprofits. We mm-hmm. really do. The nonprofit community is incredible. We try to track data because essentially a nonprofit should work themselves out of business, sure. right? Like exactly. if you're addressing a problem, the idea is that eventually that problem doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. but new problems kind of come in its place. And so right now we're really paying attention to the housing trend the price of rent and the price of housing has doubled in the last two years in Madison County. And so you're seeing a lot more homeless children and you're seeing a lot more families struggling. And so we're trying to think through how do we support nonprofits to be able to do new programs around that, like eviction prevention programs, you know, work in that community to make sure that housing does not continue to become such a problem. So we have homeless children mm-hmm. in a Madison lot, County. A lot. Yeah. So, so what's a lot? I don't know the exact number, but I do know that that percentage has increased significantly since COVID. So there's a whole program, there's a whole director over homeless services for mm-hmm. the school system. They bus students from hotels to different schools. They don't want homelessness to be a displacement from their zone school. So if you are attending a school in Denmark, but you are displaced from your home and now homeless, they will bus you from your hotel to that school so yeah. that you can continue to be with the same teacher and student which I think is so important. Yes. But there's a, a lot more than people might understand. Well, I'm also kind of over our community outreach okay. thing that we're doing. And that's fairly new to us on an organized status like mm-hmm. we have it. And we've done that stuff and we've worked through that, but it's really pushing a lot of effort into that mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. And so I've run across some of the things where there's a family that didn't have running water. Yeah. And this was in Midtown. Uh, Jackson, and they were going out to the old nasty pool that was Mm. in the backyard of this place. 
and dipping water out of there. Oh, and wow. drinking. We recently met with Anna from Yamasara in Tanzania, Africa. Mm. She was here and you know, we hear about that stuff happening that's there right, a lot. But it's it's a norm, yeah, right? Yeah. We shudder to think that that's actually in our own community. Yeah. So yeah. Olivia's here to tell us it's actually in our own community <laughs> yeah, as well. It so. is. And it looks different, obviously. Yeah. You know, there are, I mean, I feel like just as many needs locally and, and in this country, there's just a lot more disparity. You, mm-hmm. you know, the rich are richer and, and the poor just is poor. So sitting where you're sitting in county commission and in the um, United Way and just all mm-hmm. in the spot, how do we begin to level out those those gaps? Is there, you know, where do you find hope in what yeah. you do on a daily basis for that? You know, I don't think I could continue to do this work if I didn't believe in the ultimate storyline of the gospel mm. that this world, this whole creation is groaning for restoration and that that restoration is here and not yet here and coming and that I get to be a part of that work, but I'm not ultimately responsible for seeing mm. it through. Yeah, exactly. um, and, and it's hard to take that on every day and not feel responsible for fixing everything, but to keep grounded in that ultimate storyline of, of what I believe to be the gospel story. So seeing all of these needs and recognizing that this is not how it was intended to be and that there is ultimate restoration coming but at the same time we get to participate in that yeah not out of compulsion but out of compassion because yeah. it's not right <laughs> so you um you alluded that you grew up in arkansas mm-hmm. where did you grow up i grew up in little rock arkansas okay mm-hmm. yeah. and then i went to union to play volleyball and then ah. quit volleyball and stayed around union <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> then got married and uh, my husband and i have lived here since we graduated Cool. Yeah. So volleyball player. Have you ever been up here on Tuesday nights to play volleyball? No, there's volleyball on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Uh, it's just pick up play, open play every what? Tuesday night. Yeah. Okay. I will be coming. I need to do some stretching, but I will be coming. I mean, and I know you're looking for things to do extra. I know of a That's couple right. of schools that are looking for some volleyball coaches, you know. I could probably, That's so fun. We could probably hook you up in your spare time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> she needs one more thing on her plate. On my yeah. list. Yeah, yeah for why sure. Not? So, um, with United Way and everything in the County Commission, your positions here seem to really walk hand in hand a lot of ways. They do, yeah. It is really busy, but it also is really aligned, the work that I do in both places. So we keep hearing that Madison County, Jackson is the fastest growing, quickest growing, biggest growing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're growing like a weed around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've got all this industry coming in and things. So. Yeah. How are y'all interacting and interweaving in in all of this growth Mm -hmm. for our future? So we are really trying to be at the, not, you know, put ourselves at the table, but at the table in conversations about growth, because even though we're not in the economic development space, we're Mm -hmm. we're doing a lot of work that could benefit us on the front end if we address before we grow, like childcare. You know, the, the childcare shortage is huge right now for the population we have what about when we grow by all of these people that we're projected to get? And so we've been doing a lot of strategic planning around building capacity for childcare and, and high quality early education, predicting that that growth is coming. So applying for grants, advocating at the state level for policies that would support childcare and early education. So in that way, also our president and CEO is just really involved in a lot of the community organizing around Blue Oval City and the all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. all that <laughs> All that big stuff. Yeah. I keep throwing out different
different names all the time. It's hard to keep up with everything. So. It is. It's exciting. It is exciting. But we also know that with growth comes unintended consequences. Mm. And so a group of us went to Greenville, South Carolina last October because that community had a BMW plant come in and saw similar growth to what we're anticipated to experience. And so we went to Greenville to just look at the way that they've grown with it, the way they've developed. Their downtown is incredible. It's oh, cool. so cool. Um, so we saw all of the really neat things. And then we kind of all had a conversation afterward, like, okay, well, what's the ugly stuff? You know, there's ugly stuff and where, yeah. where's the ugly stuff? And so we asked some of those questions and it's childcare, housing, transportation. Those are the three things that really communities have a hard time keeping up with when it comes to growth. And so we're trying to address those on the front end. Yeah. And you're, you're young. <laughs> I'm sitting just, I have a million questions for you popping up in my head because you're you're a young woman who's you know you're probably about Patrick's age and how old are you? I'm 34. I'm 34. Right, so <laughs> I, I figured about that. So, yeah. so you you know most of those people on county commission can be your parent. It's true. <laughs> or grandparents. Or grandparents. <laughs> and so here you are. You speak out about your faith and what you do, and you're you're here to serve people. And you're an independent. And so what are you telling young people about why they should come to Jackson or why they should be excited about what's happening in Jackson? Because Mm -hmm. quite honestly, you know, being in the church and people graduate and they move off to school or they they stay around, they go to union, Mm -hmm. something like that. I hear them a lot talk about, well, there's just nothing for young people here. There's Mm -hmm. nothing for Mm -hmm. people my age. And I would probably agree with that. Mm -hmm. You know, it would be a difficult place to come when you're young, y'all's age. And so what are you seeing? Patrick, you maybe can address this too. But what are y'all seeing as things that are high points for coming to Jackson or being a part of Jackson or really getting involved in Jackson for the young adult? Yeah. What do you think? We've got a lot of restaurants. (laughs) We do. (laughs) A lot of food. We do have food. (laughs) Food is not a problem here. No. (laughs) Chain restaurants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, most restaurants per capita. That's true. That's our claim to fame. I think I've gotten a lot of encouragement from knowing some other young leaders in the community. So like our director of downtown development, Beth Ann Simpson. Yeah, she's, we, we know Beth Ann well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's about my age mm-hmm. and she is making so many cool things happen in downtown. And so seeing, you know, this new generation of leadership come up, uh, mm-hmm. our new county mayor, Mayor Massey is younger. There's just a lot more energy to make this community family friendly, young family friendly, young adult friendly. There's that new development happening mm-hmm. right up the street from you guys, which I think will be really incredible for really our generation. Yeah. 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 yeah, mixed use, you know, development. So there, there are good things coming, and I think we're in a new generation of leadership that's actually thinking about mm-hmm. our generation and below. Yeah, what I would hope is that the older generations would remember when they mm-hmm. were that age and not try to hold on to any power or anything they have now. And of course, their voice is extremely important. Absolutely, yeah. Because, you know, we need to learn from their mistakes and they mm-hmm. need to share what those lessons were. But we need to remember back when we were that age, and I'm going to add we, I'm kind of between the old ones and y'all, and then, you know, encourage and, mm-hmm. and, and help develop and turn loose for you young leaders. And mm-hmm. I, know, I know leadership does not like to let go of its stranglehold sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, And I asked that question because you brought it up, the place that's coming mm-hmm. down the street mm-hmm. and, you know, thousands of people coming into that mm-hmm. little zone. You know, that's the places for churches and yeah. uh, these other nonprofits really need to be prepared to mm-hmm. make themselves known to these these new residents of Madison County. Yeah. And I think the, the thing that I see, at least among the community that I'm in, is... 
I think our generation and below are, are just really ready for authenticity and yeah. honesty. And like, we don't have to be a perfect community. We don't need you to paint us some picture of perfection on Instagram. We just want to know what's really happening yeah, and exactly. and kind of that authentic community is what we're after. And that's why I like Jackson compared to a lot of other places is because we have our things, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's kind of a weird little town and I love it. Um, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and I but, like that. Yeah. I agree with you on the whole authenticity thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people are wanting right now mm-hmm. is just tell us the truth, you know, because mm-hmm. we get so much spin from everything yeah. and, you know, just to have that authenticity, I think is really important. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Cause Patrick grew up here too. Okay. And I'm a transplant from the Dallas, Texas area. Okay. And, but we've been here since 2000 and my wife grew up in the sticks of Chester County. Literally, you couldn't <laughs> see the roads from her house. And I've got young kids, you know, a little bit younger than y'all. And I want them to stay around here and raise mm-hmm. their families and all that stuff. But, you know, I'm glad to see these young leaders yeah. stepping up and stepping into place. And it makes me really happy. It makes me really happy that you're an independent. <laughs> so what made you make that choice? I didn't even consider any other option. I mean, I I have my own kind of unique political story just because, you know, my granddad was on one side really far and then my dad was kind of on the other side, but not really far. And we just... I never grew up labeling myself with any kind of political identity. But then when I came to Jackson, I saw that that was really a thing. Like people were really identifying themselves by their political party. And I didn't really understand that necessarily. And so I've seen then, you know, 2008, 2012, 2016, like all of these elections continue to further divide and, and people continue to develop new labels and names to call each other based on their political leanings. And I just... I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. And I feel like, especially at the local level, things should not be partisan. Like we're talking about parks and schools and roads. Like there should not be anything partisan about those things other than maybe your philosophy of how to spend money. But we have a certain amount of money and we got to figure out where it goes, you know, and that shouldn't be partisan. And so I was like, well, it probably is not going to look good on a ballot, but it would not be honest any other way for me to pull one ticket or another. Yeah. So you grew up in the church and came to Union Christian College and active in your church today. So what what's your faith journey? What, what's that story been like for you? Yeah. So yeah, my, my granddad was a Methodist minister and, you know, we were around the church a lot, but we weren't really the ones that were there every week still. You know, my granddad was, but, yeah. but we weren't. So really it wasn't until I came to Union and actually did a Young Life discipleship program in Branson, Missouri one summer um, yeah. and yeah. worked at Silver Dollar City. That was a really neat experience. It was more of a like young adult discipleship program. And, and that was where I really felt like I was, I guess, falling in love with the gospel is what yeah. I would say. Because yeah. I think I believed it before, but that was really when I started to have a deep affection for it. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, just have been figuring it out ever since. <laughs> um, and I guess that's what I'll be doing until the end of time. But, yeah, that's what um, we do. <laughs> figuring it out, yeah. yeah. So I have wanted to go into ministry before, and I did seminary for a while and do feel very passionate about the church and mm-hmm. about the mission of the church. But it's just kind of balancing all the things all the time. Yeah, we understand Mm -hmm. that. So, Mm -hmm. well, goodness, I wish I had her energy. (laughs) That'd be kind of fun, (laughs) you know, so... (laughs) 
No, it goes away at about 8.30 at night. I understand completely. <laughs> <laughs> I understand completely. Mm-hmm. Anything else you would like for the people here at Northside to know about what's going on in your world with United Way or? Yeah, I mean, just we always need volunteers. We always need volunteers to read to kids, um, to do the read team. Um, we all always looking for book donations for the Wow Wagon, just okay. any way that people feel led to get involved. There's a lot of volunteers that really love from churches that really love things like the Read Team and the Wow Wagon because it's not your traditional ministry. It's kids' books. And, you know, who doesn't love the nostalgia of picking out kids' books to give sure. to kids and things yeah. like that? So um, it's it's a fun way to serve the community. Mm-hmm. And also, I've heard so many great things about this congregation, too. When we were looking for churches a couple years ago, we had a, a lot of our church members looking for places. And um, this church always had such high regard. So... I just thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, keep praying for us Mm -hmm. because you are an awesome prayer. Uh, That's, you know, when we heard you, that was like, wow, we need to have a conversation with this young lady Mm -hmm. because it was a very powerful prayer. (laughs) And so we wanted you to be aware that, hey, we heard that Mm -hmm. and uh, we appreciate that. And thank you for standing in those gaps mm. um, that need to be stood in in our neighborhoods and mm. fields and everything of West of West Tennessee. We do appreciate yeah. that. So. I think it, people really resonated with that prayer. I think not because I'm some ele- like it. It you know I think it's mostly that people are craving that. Like people yeah. are really craving unity and that speaks to the fact that that's one of our biggest needs right now of of prayer just as a church because people are really sick of the way that we're living i think i totally agree with you (laughs) yeah Yeah. we're tired of it you know but we don't know how to get out of it and so it's it really does take praying for wisdom and how to live that out it's kind of like those people who get on stage sometimes and Patrick's experienced this too, and you, they just don't know how to get off, so they kind of just keep <laughs> <Yeah>. jabbering, <laughs> but they don't really know how to just get down off the stage. It's when I just start fading the music. Yeah. There you yeah. go, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> it's like I don't know how to get off the phone. You yeah. know, I'm always like, yeah. I don't know how to get off the phone, so I, you just have to hang up on me if I'm <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. The ending just keeps going. All right, we'll see you later. Okay, all right, bye. You, uh-huh. know, you just keep going back. Yeah, I understand that. Well, goodness, we are so excited that you came to hang out with us a little yeah, bit today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for me. doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully we can um, get together and do some more stuff together in the yeah, future. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now that we know, we know her face and, and her name and we've yeah. hung out with her so we can get hooked up and really work on our community a little yeah, bit. That's the heart absolutely. of this church is to serve its community. And yeah. that's um, so important to us. And, you know, it's exciting and refreshing to see that there's young people out there with that same thing because everybody keeps hearing the news that young people don't care about that's nothing. That's right, yeah. They don't care. They didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to send them a chick, you know, so not the case. It's not the case. Not that's the case. Right. Well, thanks to Olivia yeah, for coming you. in with us thanks and hanging out with me. us. We do appreciate it. Well, you talked about those kids liking wrestling. Yeah. Did you hear that the Iron Sheik died? Oh, no. Sad news. Sorry. Sad news. Sad news. I don't know who that is. (laughs) It's so funny because, you know, we were doing team read and we would read our words and do all that stuff. And the kids would be like, you watched wrestling last night? (laughs) (laughs) What? The second grader. You watched wrestling last night? Or wrestling. You watched wrestling last night? What? You know? (laughs) 
man, they knew about all these guys. Yeah. All the girls, they knew, they knew them all. And I bet they didn't know the Iron Sheik, though. Probably not. I don't know. A couple of them might have. I, they seemed pretty big fans. The Iron Sheik was really kind of even before my time. So Yeah, he was back in the day. But um, I guess as we get older, I mean, the last couple of years, people with, on TV, movies, music. Yeah. I mean, these people just were like, you think they would never, nothing ever happened to them. And, you know, you just spend some parts of your life with them. And then they're humans, too. Yeah. <laughs> they're not just characters. And so, so they pass on. So. Well, it just shows which generations we belong to. Yeah, we're, get, we're getting forever. older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Unfortunately, it, it just true. started. It just started with us. Yeah. We're the first generation. It never happened, happened before. <laughs> Gen Xers over here. Oh, yeah. uh, goodness. I, you know, getting older, just like we said in the interview, I, I'm so excited to see our younger people take leadership roles in our community, take leadership roles in our churches, in our schools, and just step up and fill those gaps and see needs and fill them. And that's exciting to me. And Yeah, I mean, we talked about that a couple episodes ago when the Ana Magera talked about that too, mm-hmm. and, and we've mentioned it before, but... I led to remember the passages in the Bible where the older men are mentoring the younger men and the Mm. women doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been guilty of not doing that very well at times in my life. Sometimes I have, and I've had good opportunities and hopefully made an impact, but that's really, you know, not my goal. But are we doing that as a society, as a church? Are we just living in our making sure we take care of our stuff yeah is that a generational thing you know is it a cultural thing i think it's a human thing yeah i think it is i think that community has looked different in our past though yeah you know neighborhoods and things like that you know maybe we're more mobile now as a society so you know living in the community we grew up in is probably not what all of us at least do yeah and so that's different I get that, you know, so you might not know your neighbors as well and and that kind of thing. So I've thought about that a lot. Is it cultural? Is it just the time we live in? And what can we do about it? So, yeah, I guess moving to another state or moving to, because I mean, that's my reality. Yeah. It doesn't seem as far as it used to, Mm. even though it's still pretty far. But with FaceTime and social media, I mean, I feel like I talk more with some of my elementary friends on, you know, social media stuff than I do some of my current friends that I see that I can see on a daily basis if I wanted to, if I drove into their neighborhood or whatever. So I don't know. Well, and even, even, I'm not saying it's super affordable for everyone, but the air travel, the way it mm -hmm. is, I don't think I ever flew until I was, I don't know, I might've been 18 or 19. I don't don't remember a whole lot before that. We just drove everywhere. Yeah. You know, maybe that's just our family, but now you'll get kids that fly when they're infants or, you know, two, three, four or five, wherever. And that's, that's just different. Oh yeah. And youngsters fly on their own, you know. Right. Do you remember, (laughs) Patrick don't remember this, I barely remember it, but I hate more people talking about that when you flew, you used to really dress up. Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really get dressed up like a suit. You see pictures of people flying from like back in like the 60s and whatever, and they're all wearing their three-piece suit eating a steak dinner and smoking their cigarettes. Dude, I'm walking through there now with (laughs) flip-flops. No belt, no, I mean, no ring. You're just like, I, you're going to take all this junk off anyway. That's right. So, I mean, it's like you wake up in the morning, it's as simple as possible. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, that's really different. <laughs> well, that's ah. like when I was younger and one of my first jobs for doing video production was, uh, I think it was a birthday event for someone. Maybe it was retirement. But anyway, we put together a little video of their life and, and some commentary and things around it. But one of the big things that they did was they got to ride on the Concorde. 
So that was on their bucket list, riding the supersonic plane. That was a different time, but definitely that was the thing. You got dressed up. I mean, there were the highest class meal service (laughs) and all this stuff. It was was very ritzy. But that kind of reminds me of the reason I think that that was so popular is it was a throwback to the early days of aviation where that was the thing. And not to mention the fact that you get across the ocean in a short amount of time. But anyway, that reminded me of that, that that was a different era. You're bringing the Concorde 2 back, aren't you? I don't know. I've heard a little bit about this. I thought I heard something about that. Maybe it's just... Of course, that's the uh, idea behind a lot of the semi-space travel they're talking about. Tourism is you can get up to space and get somewhere so much faster yeah this makes that landing a little more interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah well goodness uh so great interview with her so patrick what we got coming up down the way we got a few things coming up first tomorrow june 14th in hope hall we have uh our second safe sanctuary training event so um if you haven't been trained yet and you need to be trained for vbs this is your chance. Get it done. And tomorrow is also the deadline to train online as well. So make sure you do your safe sanctuary training so you can volunteer with VBS and other ministries with the youth and stuff. But tomorrow, that training is in Hope Hall at 6.15 p.m. Yep. So I think I got it right this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Also, coming up this Sunday, June 18th, is Father's Day. Hey! So make sure you tell your dads. Thanks. You've been warned. Yeah, you've been warned. We do that for Mom's Day. We got to do it for yeah, Dad's Day. Do it for Dad's Day. Also, another warning: Glenn is preaching on Sunday, so you've been warned. <laughs> you've been warned. <laughs> it's uh, going to be very encouraging. We're going to talk about Abba. Ooh, <laughs> so there we go. You're going to play Mamma Mia and some Mama music. Mamma Mia, no, Mama Mia. No. not the band. Uh, <laughs> the church offices are going to be closed Monday, June 19th in observance of Juneteenth. Okay. So don't come up here and see us on Monday because we won't be here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll be out. Yeah. It's kind of hard to get used to a new holiday. I'll probably be at the beach. Oh, wait, no, I'll be back from the beach by then. You'll be mentally at the beach. I'll be, I'll mentally still Maybe. be at the beach. <laughs> All right. um, And then also coming up on June 25th, we're going to have a Northside night out at the Rockabillies. Rockabillies. You want to tell us a little bit about how that's going to work, Glenn? Yeah, we uh, have tickets for sale now. They're $10 a piece. And just come by the church office or catch us on a Sunday. We'll be around selling tickets. And we're just going to have a big night at the Rockabillies. And it's going to be on June 25th, 7.05 start. So it's going to be a nice evening. And our seats are at the point where the sun will be to our back. So we want to be looking at the sun. It'll be shady first. Woohoo! I'll be there. So, yeah. (laughs) So it's going to be a good evening out at the ballpark. And to check out our new new team, the Rockabillies. And we'll take Autumn to her first first baseball baseball game. game. Very cool. (laughs) And, I mean, they are are the goats out there. They are the goats. Uh, We've also got right now our educational gift fund. You can apply for that right now. The deadline to apply for that is July 1st. It's for any students needing scholarship assistance for college or trade schools. So you can find more information about that online at northsidejackson.com slash EGF for educational gift fund. You can also find a link to that application and everything on our app. If you click on the connect tab, you'll see educational gift fund. If you do have more questions about that, you can always call up here at the church office and ask for Daphne. She should be able to answer all of your questions. And then coming up in July, July 10th through the 14th, food truck party. 
I know we've been talking about mm-hmm. a lot about it, but it's a big event coming up, and we mm-hmm. still need volunteers and all that kind of fun stuff. So, have you guys gotten your welders out and starting to build out your trailer yet? We have something planned. Okay. Um, I've got my shovel ready to go. I was going to say, <laughs> do you need submissions like <laughs> ingredient lists and uh, you know, people drop stuff by a church? <laughs> yeah, Jarvis. Oh, please no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to explain. Why are there... There's a pile of armadillos outside. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? Guys, thanks for podcasting with me. Thanks to all of you out there in the world for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at Northside Now Podcast. Go to our website, northsidejackson.com, or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, this is Patrick. This is Glenn. I'm Kevin. And that's what's happening at Northside Now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.